Hey, Brendan. How we doing? Hey, are you ready? Cody. Oh, I'm ready. Yeah, man. You smell that? You smell that in the air today, dude? Smell? Uh, <sighs> yeah, you don't just take a big whiff, you know? On, let me see. Just, you know. If you fart it, man. No, no, not at all. What do you mean? You know, dude, just no, what, I... what an excellent day for an exorcism, you know? It's just. What? Yeah, what an excellent day for an exorcism, man. Right? What? No. Oh wait, wait, wait. Today what what day doing, is it today? Uh, we're doing the podcast. Oh for the, fuck! The that's right. The podcast. Today. Yeah, the exorcist. Today's exorcist. Oh, that's podcast, right, dude. Sorry. So. Yeah, I, I got my schedule mixed up. That's that's something I got going on next week. Don't worry about it. I'm. Don't worry about it. It's okay. We're good. Let's just do the podcast, right? The midnight reel, right? Oh, wait. What'd you say? You just what? What? I just got my schedule mixed up. Yeah, your schedule. Yeah, that's like I got something going on. Don't worry about it. I said, don't worry about extra, it. Wait, it, like an exorcism? No, what are you talking about? And you're saying today was the exorcism? No, no, dude, I'm fine. What are you? What are you talking about? Wait, what? What? Are you sure you're fine? Did we, yeah, no, no, dude, we, no, no, no. We're gonna do the should podcast. Should we reschedule? No, we're I can fine. go home. No, no, we, we can, can do stay. it. Now. No, just stay. Let's. You know what? Let's just I, stay. I, I think I'm getting sick. I think I'm going to... I think... You see? We can just do this. Oh, you see, dude, look. The music's already kicking in. We got to start. Fuck me. up everybody and welcome into episode seven what an excellent day for an exorcism i'm cody and i'm joined by my co-host brendan what's up everybody we are going to be talking all about the exorcist today and forewarning for everybody spoilers will be involved so if you've not seen the exorcist please do yourself a favor and go out see it see especially the since it's spooktober yeah uh especially and uh check it out Come back, listen to the podcast after. Uh, another uh, quick warning for everybody, all of our listeners out there. We do uh, sometimes get a little salty with our language. Mm-hmm. Um, Swear like sailors out here on the sea. Indeed. Um, so if, you, if you're listening, just a uh, little uh, warning here. We might uh, let it fly a little bit. So, um, yeah. The Exorcist, man. Yeah, crazy. talking all about the Exorcist. I'm excited. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited too. The Exorcist is, um, it's a ride. It is definitely a ride. <laughs> it's a ride. It's like phenomenal movie. Phenomenal movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. it it's incredible. I mean, yeah. I mean, so tell everyone, yeah, so, kind of your first experience with right. it. So this, I mean, this was the first time I'd seen it. It's, uh, I mean, it's definitely the oldest movie we've done on the podcast yet. I was surprised to find out it was made in 1973. I like, just cause of like how well it like held up to me. Mm-hmm. Cause like, it was really like terrifying to me still. Like there were so many things that I'd seen, like, especially like a kid do in this movie that I just haven't seen a kid do before in a movie. And I was yeah. just like, like at one point, like I was like, my arms were up in the air because I was just like freaking out over what I was seeing. But, uh, but oh, yeah. no, it was like, it was definitely like, it was, it was scary. It was like, but not so much 
it's like scary to where like monster scary, but like mm-hmm. a, like a psychological kind of thrilling oh, yeah, scare like, for me. Yeah, yeah, thrilling, but, a psychological thrilling type of yeah, scare for sure, because de- it definitely eats at your psyche and and mm-hmm. has a lot to say about the. I mean, we're gonna get into it later, but you yeah, know, about well, the human and condition and definitely for all these sure, sort of things. And definitely for sure, top like five horror movies now on the list. Of course, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. pretty intense. Yeah, I'm upset I haven't seen it since before this. But I I'm, know I couldn't believe when you yeah. said that you hadn't seen it, man. I was like, oh, dude, yeah, this is gonna be a really good one to do, especially for a first time view for you. You're gonna have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, the first time I saw it, man, I was pretty. I was younger, and my it like the experience sticks out like a sore thumb in my memory because like i just couldn't believe like seeing it I, I i was i believe so i was in i think the eighth grade um when i saw it so i was probably around 12 13 years old at the time and uh actually the the cut that i saw was the director's cut so i saw like those like crazy, like the crazy the spider, spider monkey walk. scene. Yeah. I, went, uh, I wish spider, I would have gotten spider to see it. I watched him after the fact, but yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Down, like backwards downstairs. And like I, that that scene really stuck out to me when I was a kid. <laughs> like that that one freaked me out a yeah. bit. Like I was just like, whoa. Like, But yeah, I, I remember seeing it. Because around the time that I saw it, I think that that version had just came out. Because I was born in 90, so like it came out I think in 2001 or 2002, that version did. Like mm-hmm. that footage and stuff. So, oh really? It came I out. I believe so. Wow. I I don't know if anybody had seen the footage prior to that. I maybe they have, but I That's crazy. I, I didn't do yeah. that. I don't know. I didn't 100% look into that. That's so okay. I can't say yeah. either or. Don't but, quote us on it. But that being said, uh seeing the movie regardless like the director's cut is I and now seeing both cuts, the theatrical cut to me is better. It just feels as like better as a movie as a whole. But there is like that one scene in in the director's cut that definitely like it gets crazy, but it gets a little crazy too early. But anyway, like seeing it as a kid like that, man, that it was an intense experience. I remember seeing I watched it with a couple friends. They stayed over. I think it was my birthday. I want to say like we were hanging out. We rented some movies, some scary movies, and we got The Exorcist. None of us had seen it yet. And we all wanted to see it. And I remember just watching it together and we were all just like, wow. Whoa! Yeah, like, it's a it's a whoa. scary movie, man. It's, yeah, and it's, it's and it's in t- dude, and it's probably not the greatest movie for a twelve year old to be watching. But no, I think I, Reagan's twelve years old. She in is. The, in she the is. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Linda yeah. Blair was twelve Definitely years old not. when she yeah. when she yeah, Linda Blair. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. It this movie, um, yeah, <clears throat> it was quite the experience seeing it when I was young, and it's stuck with me. I've always, you know, growing up ever since then, I've. Yeah, seen it multiple times. Well, yeah, I've watched it. Yeah, I've watched it a couple. Like, I mean, I've only seen it. I think one other time since we Mm -hmm. watched it for the podcast. But, but it's definitely like, like, like the scenes stick with me. Like for me, it was the biggest one. Like that just stuck with me was the scene of her with the cross, uh, in the bed. Yes, we don't. I don't (laughs) have to get too graphic with it. But that was like, like for me, that was intense. And then, like, like the fact that she, like, what she did with her mom, mom after yeah. the fact that it happened, I was just like, I was just like, wow, I can't believe this is in a movie. Yeah. And because, like, you, like, I've never seen anything like it in a movie before. And I don't think anyone would do that in a movie today. No, yeah. It's either. true insanity. Like, in the yeah. Mo- but it really just shows, like, the, 
um, it's really just a testament to like the writing, like the writer, the writer, uh, uh, what was his name? Um, Platty. Yeah. Platty. Uh, uh, was it? Yeah, it was Platty Blatty or something. Oh, um, I, uh, I, I got, I got, I got, I got it. I got it. It's, um, William Peter Blatty. Yes. That's who it is. Yeah. Uh, William Peter Blatty. So he, he, he wrote the novel. And he wrote it. The novel is even more graphic. I haven't read the novel. Oh, really? Uh, but apparently, the novel is even more graphic than the than the movie is. Like Friedkin took some stuff out. Is it is the novel called The Exorcist too, or is it got a different name? <clears throat> Do you know? It's okay. I know. I know that it's the the movie. I think in the story or the book, they're both loosely based off of the of a true story, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't look as much into yeah. the truth. Did you look into it? I looked into it. I know there was like things about like so. So the story of it is that there was like a possession reported of a boy in 1949. Mm-hmm. That um, is what um, was it? Blotty, right? Correct or Plotty? Blatty. <laughs> Blatty. Jesus. Blatty. It was a like he saw the story and the the boy was possessed and like it pretty much the things that happened in the movie are some of the things that were reported in that story like. One specifically was the uh, the bed shaking was mm-hmm, one of yeah. them. Um, another one was the vomiting. Like the the boy seemed to vomit some weird kind of liquid Dis- on the priest. It's like discolored and stuff, right? Yep. And yeah. then the other thing I was the boy. He actually tried to kill one of the doctors there with a bed spring. He tried to he hit them with a bed spring. Yeah, slapped and, him and in I the think face, almost right? killed them. I did hear that. Yeah. One. Yep. But so like so it's loosely based off of a real exorcism, right? That took mm-hmm. place in the forties. So we don't know if it really is true or not. You know, right. whatever. But. But yeah, so but regardless, like, the writer Blatty, when he wrote the novel, he wrote it way more graphic. Yeah, even. like so I know like that's he, what's I know from the movie. That's by from the, the true novel. story, yeah. and then like so he took some stuff out of that, and then added a bunch of you know other crazy shit. Yeah, in it. Um, and and like the scene that we were talking about, the crucifix, and uh, you know. Yeah, that, that whole just scene. I just can't get that out of my head. Even just yeah, just the dialogue and just like yeah, just the things this twelve-year-old girl is saying. I mean, the mother grabs the. It's a voiceover and... in the movie, but I'm pretty sure because I did read. I know there was some like like they were they were they were originally shooting with Linda Blair saying the dialogue at first. Right. Yeah. So Linda, there is a cut of Linda saying all of the same lines that mm-hmm. the that uh. Uh, I oh, and her last name's McCambridge, the voice at the voiceover actress who voiced um like the demon voice. Yep. For uh Reagan there, um, she she did a really good job with the like the demonic voice. Um, but it, like there's so there's a cut where we see Reagan doing all of it, and actually like when they first filmed it with Father Marin when he first got there, and Reagan was like like saying like you worthless cocksucker and stuff to him and stuff like it actually shocked max von snyder so much that he forgot his lines <sighs> yeah. and he was just like right what <laughs> like this girl just said what to me yep yeah so it's it's insane but that's why it like sticks out to me because it's it's just like i can't imagine ever hearing that or seeing that Mm-hmm. Like it blew my mind, and I was like, "Wow!" In the seventies, man, holy shit! Like, oh, dude, I know, man. It's so it's so crazy. <clears throat> yeah, dude, it's it's nuts. The so that that's just one of many scenes that are pretty 
Yeah, we uh, can, insane. There's the, the 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 famous projectile vomit scene yeah, with the oh, pea so soup. So disgusting. So it's gross. like pea soup and oatmeal. I think it was what they said it was, but yeah, it's it's, it's just so nasty gross. And it's and just so much of <laughs> it too. Like uh-huh. and it just goes all over his face. It's all over the place. Oh man, was that right? It was James Miller playing Damien, right? Correct. Uh, James James Miller, uh, I think was yeah. Yeah, James Miller. Yep. that's who got vomited on. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. his name. That's yeah. his name. Yeah. Damien, Damien Karras. That's like like another thing too that like I really like about this movie. Or Jason like, Miller. Jason, Jason Miller. Miller. Sorry, Jason. sorry, Jason. Oh, my apologies, Jason Miller. Sorry, but uh, um, it's it's great because like speaking of Damien and everything, I know we're kind of talking about like favorite scenes and stuff. I like. I really like Damien's character in like this sense of he's like this priest that's like losing his faith, mm-hmm. right? But he's still like like clearly trying to be the good guy in the story, right? Like he wants to help and everything. Um and I just I really like that. Like the idea that we have is sort of one of the themes is faith. I don't want to get into that too quite yet. We'll get into it a little bit later, but Yeah, for but sure. For sure. Um yeah, I love uh his angle in it and not only his angle, I love uh, Chris, the mother's angle too. Uh, how mm-hmm. how she like the whole story of her and how she's yeah. like she ha- has money and she has a good life and she's you know she's wealthy, she's well mm-hmm. off. Um, she's she's an actress and she's in movies and um, so like, but then it takes this angle of like, there's nothing like money can't fix this issue like yeah it's it's like all these doctors and like the horrifying sequences of like all of these these, right. uh these medical sequences when she's in getting these tests done on on reagan and and you're with the mother basically watching it from like her perspective like seeing yeah. them do this these horrifying things to her daughter but like she's like just trying her hardest to fix it but in the end, money can't fix it, and neither can like her power. Essentially, like money and power, like mean nothing against this uh, demon that's taken over her daughter. That she like she's helpless in that way, and I find that I find that angle fascinating. Well, yeah, I also um, I find that to be like also sort of like one of the scariest parts of the movie is yeah, that absolutely. like that idea of like like she's doing everything she can and she knows that there's something really wrong with her daughter, but, but she doesn't helpless. know what and yeah. no one can figure it out. Like, like, and that's what I really like about the writing and like the way the movie sort of plays out. Like the whole first half of the movie before we even like get into like, like the exorcism at all, or even really a thought of it, like for the first like 45, 50 minutes of the movie is them going through all of the tests with every doctor, mm-hmm. right? Like they do, um, oh man, it's like I don't the first know. first hour of the yeah, movie, it's almost, it's the, Yeah, it's for the first half. The movie's like solid, two hours yeah. long, mm-hmm. two hours long. So like yep. the first half of the movie, and then we go through all of these, like we see Reagan go through these really horrible, painful, even like terrifying medical tests. Yeah, like as, you see like the, for a 12-year-old. Like, like the, the needles getting poked in her neck. Yep. And, and like there's the like blood shooting the, out of yeah, that little tube when they put it in her and, neck and everything because they're and, trying to take like x-rays of her brain. Yes. And then she got to like lock her head into place and like. Yeah. Like there's she had these, to sit with like, her chin like holding yeah. the needle down. It's really yeah, like super like, uncomfortable. Watching those scenes is just like no like thinking like man like if you were taking those tests like that's horrifying as fuck. Yeah. That's well, so like 
you wouldn't want to be. In I that think position another thing ever. too is that like like we also like watching the movie, we know that she's possessed. So we like because 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 I think we, mm-hmm. by the time she's getting these tests done, they've shown her play with the Ouija board, which is like yeah. totally when she gets possessed. That's right. got to be when it happens. Uh, I can't yeah, think of any other time where it would happen, but um, but but uh, so she we we like we know she's possessed even just from the movie, just from watching it, right? And that's right. the thing that like. Like we see her going through all of this, knowing already that uh, they're not going to find anything. Yeah, they're not going to figure it out, and then they still don't, right? And that's why I. Well, also... then it leads into like the psychiatric yeah. angle of it too, yep. which is another like very scary thing in itself. Like it's like the idea of like you know nobody believes you and you're helpless, like you're trapped mm-hmm. inside. Like if if this demon really did take over and like everyone's like yeah you're just crazy like your daughter's just crazy and that's like, like even your, da- the thing- your daughter's like being dramatic or whatever it's like no she's not like yeah. she's it, it, something's clearly wrong with her and you're not helping me like what like what am i supposed to do here like what am i supposed to do nobody's helping me like you want to do more tests are you kidding me yeah. like more tests like how many more tests are we gonna do <laughs> like what what, what? <laughs> like Seriously, no, I agree. Like, well, yeah, that's the horrifying part about it all. Like, yeah, so it's the not knowing what's wrong with your daughter Mm -hmm. and no, like going to see every medical professional that you can, right? And they're just like, you're helpless. And that's why, even in the end, it's like, it's funny. And like, I really love that because, like, normally this wouldn't happen, like, at least in real life, I feel like it wouldn't happen. The doctors are the ones that end up telling her like halfway through the movie, they're like, mm-hmm. have you ever thought about exorcism or like going to like seek religious help for this? Right. And she's like, what do you mean an exorcism? And they're like, well, I mean, she, we still think it's her brain, but obviously we can't find anything wrong with her brain. Right. <laughs> so maybe she's making it all up. And if we put her through an exorcism, it'll clear the delusion that's going on, which like, it's like it's so funny because it's like it's such a doctor way to put like uh, like like we think into, like, like we don't know what's happening terms, and we you know? think your daughter's possessed by a demon. Yeah, you need you need holy because well, it's, it's like science versus yeah, you know, science versus fiction, faith, supernatural, or, you know, the supernatural, like right? Yeah, uh, yeah uh-huh. you're right. It is science versus faith. You're right. Yeah, so like it's kind of like this interesting balance of the two um, because the doctors are like, you know, we've never like this is we're not seeing anything, but maybe like that could like the way, like you were just saying the way that they put it in that scientific yeah. manner in that scientific way. It's like, yeah. Okay. I mean, that makes, that's what a doctor would probably say because they're not, you know, they, they believe in science more so uh, yeah. than, you know, I'm right. sure there's some religious doctors out there, no doubt. Yeah. Oh no. But, well, for sure. But there's, you know, they're like, they more so base their beliefs in science, I think, than I agree, um, and and well, and that's why that's basket. why like like this even works so well to like make it more like scary, mm-hmm. right? Because like it's like the movie like does everything to prove to you that it's not a, like something wrong with her brain, like like it right. shows you like this is just a little helpless twelve year old girl that's being possessed by an evil mm-hmm. demon, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And, and and it sucks and it's so terrifying. I like I felt so bad for Reagan watching this movie. Like I was just like, oh my god, this poor girl. Well, like, it's like not only the girl like, in the movie, it's like Linda Blair. Yeah, like, as, oh, you're right. As the girl, as the girl acting, yeah, as Reagan throughout the whole movie. Like just no, like doing a little bit of research on like her makeup. Like she didn't have. It wasn't like hours and hours, but it was like two hours every morning that she had to like get into that makeup. Yep. 
and she was like falling asleep while they were doing. Yeah, it. So they, they ended up bringing a TV, a TV in, in yeah. and everything. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and like just, but all the grueling things that she had to do, like all the, like with the, with the vomit yeah and with the, all she the had cussing and like all the things that she had with to her do. Mouth open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was like a tube or like, it was like a tube thing. That yeah. Was like, they would shoot it out. Yeah. And like, but just, and then she had to be like, like levitated sp- into the air and like all the, all the, like, like the, the bed me, stuff Jesus, and the dialogue me, like, and like, yeah, it's pretty intense for a 12 year old to be doing all these things and saying all of these things. Oh yeah. And, um, and Linda Blair actually, uh, I mean, according to the interviews that I watched recently, um, I don't know how recent those interviews were, but according to those interviews, um, Linda Blair, she's, you know, she's, uh, she's an adult in the interviews, but she was talking about her relationship with Friedkin and how she felt like she had a very like good relationship with him on set. And, um, that's how she was able to kind of give this performance and trusted him and was able to like say these things and do these things Yeah, because there were things that she didn't necessarily want to do right off the bat, but Friedkin kind of like was, would kind of like kid her into it. I, <laughs> nice. I, I like listened well, to yeah, this thing. Right? Like Friedkin was talking, like they called him Billy instead of William. Uh, but Billy mm-hmm. was like he, the director. He was just, I guess, uh, like kind of kidding her into it, like the scene with the crucifix, for example, like she didn't want to do that. And yeah. he, he was, he was like, you have to act, you, you know, you have to, and he would like, kind of like, I guess, play with her and like tickle her and stuff and like, just joke around with her and like, oh, get, her, get her to like do these things. <laughs> whoa. And I know that sounds weird. I know it sounds weird, but that they had, they had pretty weird. but they had a trusting relationship. Yeah, that's yeah. And Linda Blair, clearly it day, was obviously feels like, good about the yeah, situation. She right. doesn't feel like she was like, clearly there was no malice wrong. in the yeah. relationship. Yeah. yeah. Clearly so, it was like, like it was, was like doing a father it, daughter type yeah, deal. Because well, he was like making a, it fun for a kid to shoot a movie yeah. about being possessed by a demon. Yeah, right. Because I mean, like, it's, you know, let's. I mean, a lot of the stuff. I mean, a lot of people say that the Exorcist was cursed in that way, like mm-hmm. on set and stuff, because of a lot of the things that went on behind the scenes. So I know being on that set was probably pretty grueling well, and pretty and unsettling then, at times. Even as of a what kid, yeah. Even as a kid too, like, like whether you're religious or not, like you still are going to hear the idea, at least in America, of of like heaven and hell and like God and the devil. Right. Yeah. So you'll like, like, like her doing a movie like that. I'm sure she might've been a little uncomfortable. Like, I I don't know if I can say these things. Like, I don't, I don't want to go to hell. You know what I right, mean? Yeah. Like, at least that's how I would feel. I think too, like, like not whether it's real or not, it's still like, like these are really vulgar things you're saying mm-hmm. um, and everything, but especially for like a 12 year old and yeah. And the things she's doing too, Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's good that they were able to make it like fun for her because it should be right because yeah. they're still acting and they're still making a movie and it should be fun. Right. right. Like they don't want people to be I mean, they want the people watching to be terrified. Right, but the actors. Well, maybe Friedkin wanted the other ones to be terrified, but maybe well, not so well, much he did. He did do some interesting <laughs> things. I know we're gonna yeah. get into like the behind the scenes stuff later, but I will say one thing right now. I know he did this thing on set where he had a real gun. Yep, and he would shoot it off randomly, randomly, just to near scare people. Him. Yeah, just to scare them. Like and so, like people would be on edge all the time. Yeah, because they would be like they wouldn't they they would just be on edge because they knew he had the gun and he was shooting into people's and they ears didn't and know stuff. Where he was gonna shoot and next. Uh, they didn't know what he was going to shoot next. So like so that's w- partly like some of the people that were in the movie like that's partly why they seem so on edge most of the time. I mean, 
the, I'm sure they could have managed that without their professional actors. Yeah. But well, no, that's just sure. what that's just what he was doing and making it more well, it, like to make it uh, real, unsettling, right? yeah, and like he, just on was, edge. Uh, I mean, it worked. It works really well. This movie, I mean, it's 1973. It still stands as a very scary movie for sure. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah. It's so still it's horrifying. effective. It's very, yeah. it's very effective. He, what he did works. Um, regardless. But yeah, the, the yeah. journey. So like the, uh, so some of the other scenes, like the scene when she turns her head all the way, 360, 360 degrees around. Yeah. Uh, you know, towards the end of the film, man, that's, that's another one that just stands out. Yeah. That's the first like, time you see it and like the noises it's making, yeah. too, it's just like, mm-hmm. like, it's so funny, too, because like going back to sort of like this was the first time seeing it, like, like it was the first time seeing it, but I'd, I'd known about all of these like famous scenes from it. Like, yeah. like I knew about like the vomit. I knew about the head like rotating, even if just from seeing scary movie when they made the right. parody of it. Right. Oh yeah. Cause like, they really go, there's a lot of, I mean of like even the exorcist, the exorcist especially like there's so many like sort of parody like stuff, like, like even this TV show, my favorite TV show called psych that I watched as a kid, like they do an exorcist parody episode even. Mm. Right. Like, so it, it's an iconic thing. And a lot of the scares and the things that happen are pretty iconic. Yeah. Um, like the vomiting and the head rotating and stuff too, but or, even with, still, or like in the first, like another scene that's obviously a pretty like iconic, but like when you see it in the movie, it like really feels different. Yeah. Is um, when Reagan comes downstairs to the party when everyone's you know, you know dressed up and You're right. having that, yeah. little, that little party. We were even talking together. about this before we started yeah. recording. Yeah. yeah, and she comes into the room and uh, she just stands there and she just starts peeing and she says, "You're all you're all gonna die up there." Well, she says you're gonna or, die up there first. You're, yeah, and then or, she or, pees. or she says it first I, and then she starts yeah, peeing. Yeah, she the says it to like the room, like they're all just. At, yeah. I think it's after her birthday party because I think that was the party they were talking about the night before, like Reagan and her mom and Chris when she was putting her to bed and she was like. Like, are you going to bring Mr. Dennings? Like, you can bring him if you want. Yeah. I know you, like, like him more than dad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and stuff like that. So, I think that was at her birthday yeah. party. So, they were just, like, hanging out at the end of the night. So, yeah, it was later Reagan, on in the night, yeah. and Reagan came back downstairs. Because Burke that, had left, but, too, because they sent him home. Because it was, like, right but, after they sent him home right. for being too drunk. Yeah. Yeah, but the, that scene itself, though, like, just the... Like the um, uncomfortability. Of, yeah, it's of a it. really, it's a sad. It's very, scene. it's very yeah. sad and uncomfortable because it's, re- yeah. it's just like, you know, it, it, it's effective in that way. And, yeah. Um, well, because the reaction of the people and stuff, and and um, but that just like, it's the tone of the movie that just so consistently seeps through that that really kind of seeps into your skin throughout it. Yeah. And uh, like just. The whole, and then it starts, you know, developing the story of the priest and everything yep. and Father Karras and, and how he kind of comes to the picture and how he has his relationship with his mother. Yeah. And, um, and he's, you know, starting to kind of lose faith a little bit and his mother passes away and he's starts seeing Reagan, but he doesn't know whether he believes it. Um, cause he just feels like it's, you know, he does, he doesn't really believe it at first. He, no. does, he doesn't believe it at first at all, but then he starts to he he starts to, um, you know, he's talking to Chris a lot more, and he starts mm-hmm. to uh, see who she really is, and and kind of you know he's never met Reagan as Reagan. Yeah, he's only met technically the demon, but the demon is always kind of playing with him because the demon you never know if he's 
telling them the truth or lying. He mixes in the truth with lies. Yeah. And like, and that's, it's all like this. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. kind of got, got off topic what I was no, saying, it's but, okay. but, uh, well, yeah, well, no, that's like why, why, what I'm saying, like also sort of back to like what you were saying about like the, the scenes and everything. Like I still knew what they were, but they're still so effective because of like the way the movie sort of like burns. Yes. Like it rolls through. Cause like, cause it, like it, it really just like it's like one little thing and then it just builds up right. to like the halfway point when they're like, Oh, this this girl is possessed. Right. And then and that's even when like Damien, he like he's like you were saying at first, he doesn't wanna help and he's like like, No, your daughter's having like mental problems, like it's a brain thing, she needs help in a hospital. And yeah. that's even why like he says, like the best thing I think for your daughter is like six months with the best like doctors watching over her in a yeah. hospital or whatever. And then and she, and she says something along the lines of you're going to send me back to them. They sent me to you. Yeah. And, and I've she's been, won't anyone help me. You know, Jesus why won't Christ. anyone help me? Yeah, blah, blah, right. blah. Yeah. And then he starts, Which, he starts to feel for her a little bit. In that yeah. Moment. I love, and he's like, like, okay, well I'll go, I'll go over and see her. I love the use then, of like, of like, just like, I mean, it's not really like anything like really that important, but just a little like thing that I noticed. Like I love the use of like Chris saying, Jesus Christ, won't anybody help me when like mm -hmm. her daughter's being possessed by a demonic spirit when it's like, I just think, and it's like not even the priest will help her or something, you right, know, like it's yeah. like literally like he's the last one left at this point. But, um, but, and that's why I think too, like, like Sharon eventually, like while Reagan's sleeping, she calls Damien over to the house in like an emergency because like Reagan's just sleeping, making a bunch of weird demon noises. And then like, like he sees like the, help me like get written into her chest oh right? yeah yeah like mm -hmm. or like her stomach, her stomach or whatever yeah. and then that's when he's like okay i think this girl's really possessed <laughs> yeah and then, that's, and then yeah, he, that's when he kind of makes his and, decision and he's, he's like he's like and that's why like what i was saying earlier like 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 he's clearly losing faith throughout the whole movie with like everything with his mom yeah he's just struggling stuff. he's just he's struggling struggling he's with struggling, his faith yeah. but he like sees it and then i think that's when he's finally like oh this is my test right like this is mm -hmm. like like this is what like I have to save this girl now. Yeah, and so that's when I think so that's he, decides, why he decides he wants to do it himself. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and then that's why. But then they're like, "Well, I think we need someone with some experience." And then Father Marin comes in, mm -hmm. which to, is a whole other like arc that we haven't even talked about. No, yet. we haven't. Which I um, I actually would really like to talk yeah, about. Yeah, well, too, yeah, I like, we can. Yeah, I like his, for sure. Yeah. One thing that I wanted to say to touch on what you were saying, how like how the movie kind of like creeps up on you and how the pacing is yeah, and all that. Well, that's just another reason why I think the theatrical cut works better because mm -hmm. it does place like some of those earlier, like, like the spider walk scene and like some of those other scenes. Yeah. It places those in there maybe a little bit too soon mm -hmm. and it kind of changes up the pacing early on in the movie. Yeah. And that's why I think that the, well, because the, the, the spider walk part, I know that comes and plays up right after right actually after the Burke's you find death. out Burke's death. Yeah. Died. Right after he dies. Yeah. Cause that guy comes to the door, which, yeah. Which I like. See, the, it, I think you're right there too. I mean, I haven't seen the director's cut, but I like that scene a lot too, because because like it, they don't show you. Like I feel like if I would have seen Reagan do the spider walk, then I would have known for sure that she killed her. Yeah. But like the first time watching it, I thought the dude just drunkenly stumbled, like and fell down the stairs. Right. Because the last time we saw him, he was leaving that party drunk as as all heck. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, oh, this dude's 
probably just drunk and fell over or whatever walking home. And and I just like I really didn't even think that it could have been Reagan until someone I think someone later in the movie I think Chris even says that like they they threw her like she threw him out the window or whatever but yeah I like I really I agree I think the the slow pace of the movie is just it it really works well for it and that's what makes it so effective too is that everything happens like we go through all the medical help and stuff still getting worse mm-hmm. and then even when the priests come in it still gets really bad and pretty bad even one of the priests die right father yeah. Marin dies during the exorcism and then damien ends up dying by i mean getting the demon out of reagan yeah. and then jumping out of the window and yeah. falling down the stairs that burke fell down mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's the psychological like helplessness in yeah. the film that really uh drives it home for for everyone right yeah, yeah. for like damien with his faith and having to Ex- deal with like the most like yep. like probably the thing you need faith for the most to get through yep right if you're and, in and then, and then reagan with, and with her mom reagan and chris mm-hmm. you know chris especially she's dealing with you know she her daughter and she can't do anything at all about yeah. it you know i know we touched on it earlier but again you know she's is helpless to the whole situation at hand. Reagan is helpless as well. Like she obviously she is inside of herself, but the demon is is taking her over, mm-hmm. and she's in there. She's the one who asked for help. She's the one who put help me on her stomach. And, well, she know? even like, at one point she asked her mom. I think it was actually after the scene. Well, is she the one that put help me on the stomach? Yeah, was I it the know. demon? Well, so so what I was because the demon say, plays tricks. So yeah. it could have even been the demon trying to get. Father cares, but it's it's well, something that the movie I doesn't th- necessarily tell you. But it's something yeah. that you could. I you think could the demon on. was because like after the scene when Reagan like uh, peed on the living room floor and her mom like gave her the bath and took her back upstairs, like Reagan says to her mom, she's like, "Mom, what's wrong with me?" Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's the demon talking. That's not Reagan. Like that's just the demon like letting her right, mom know more. Like there's yeah. something wrong with your daughter. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's I think the demon pl- probably playing games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think that later, what the what were we just talking about before I mentioned that the scene you were just saying? Um, uh, what was the it? help me scene? Yeah, the, the help stomach, me scene. Yeah. yeah, like that. I feel like that had to really be Reagan because that was clearly like, yeah. right? I mean, it had I mean, to be. It probably, Unless, it probably was. I think that's kind of what the minute. movie shows, but, but that's why I kind of want to speculate it because it just popped in my head that it's like possible that the demon was playing this trick just, on Father Karras. See, see, this just popped in. Trying to get him to buy is in. Is it because of what she says to him when he first shows up for the exorcism, right? Like the whole, like she says, he gets there with Marin to and do the uses, exorcism. And he uses his mom a lot as yeah. like a... Well, no, dude, that's what I was saying. Like, that's why I think like it could, it probably was the demon that wrote that on Reagan's chest because when Damien first shows up to try to do the exorcism, the demon says she's like, "What an excellent day for an exorcism!" Yeah, and then he's like, "You like you want that?" And she was like, "Yeah, it'll bring you. It'll bring you closer." Yeah, and he's like, "What?" Yeah. And she's like, "It'll bring you and us closer." Yeah, so like clearly they want Damien. Whatever. Yeah, holy shit! So it totally could have been holy the demon shit. the whole time. It yeah. could have been the demon the mm-hmm. whole time, and it makes me think now that it really was the demon the whole time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a breakthrough. My, blowing your mind a <laughs> breakthrough little bit. Breakthrough <laughs> moment there. Yeah, that was crazy. I did. Yeah. Breakthrough. Wow, dude. So yeah, this is why I we mean, do a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We get to the bottom of things. Yeah, we figure it out, um, or at least we speculate that speculation things that could be possibilities. <laughs> yeah. You know? 
Oh, okay, man. it could have been the demon. Could not be the demon, but. Um, but see, it's kind of fun. But regardless, now for me so, if so it it's is interesting to even think about it like that. Yeah. But that's but that's just more layers to the movie, man. It's just right? like you know things that it doesn't necessarily tell you, but you might you know you automatically assume well that's Reagan talking to Father Karras from the inside. That's what everybody because that's would what automatically you want assume. It to be, that's what you right? want it to yeah, be, though. Exactly. But then when you really start thinking about it, you're like. The demon does play tricks and games yeah. and lie and th- mixes truth with lies and, and does all these things. Well, and and so, like, it totally yeah. could it's be like the demon. It's like a testament to the writing, too, right? Because, yeah. like, I, like I said, like, you don't even figure, like, he says that thing about wanting to be us with Damien or whatever, like, way later on in the movie after that happens, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, that's so, that's, yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. It's a lot more fun for me now if it is the demon that did it all, you know? Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Like, like, cause then it's sort of like the demon kind of wins in the end and it makes it like, like, cause like, I think the movie really has sort of like a hopeful kind of like ending. It does. Yeah. It's Damien, not as nihilistic as Yeah. Damien. Others. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like Damien gets the demon out of Reagan as at least as far as we can tell and then jumps out the window and. I mean, doesn't exactly die, but is in some pretty pretty rough shape at the end of the movie there. Well, um, he technically, I think he probably is dead. Yeah. I think. He's, but I know we see his hand move at the end. Like, he's kind of, like, moving his fingers a little bit. It could bit be the around, demon. But again. it also could be the yeah. demon because the demon to kind of jump into him for Well, also, I don't think the a demon's host needs to be alive for possession. Not that I'm an expert on possession. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, are you? You I, are no, getting not, an exorcism done on yourself no, next I told you not to worry week, about so. that. I told you to forget about that, dude. But, but I just, I've watched all 14 seasons of Supernatural, so I know a thing. Oh, yeah, you know a thing or two, for sure. You do. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm totally hey, kidding. Well, honestly, like Father Karras says, you probably know as much about exorcism as most other people do. But then again, that was in the 70s. Yeah. Now, now there's like oh, so many exorcism movies and stuff out there, and there's been... Mm-hmm. more accounts of, of yep. things happening and whatnot which is yeah. a whole another topic but um but yeah so to talk more about um the exorcist here uh did you want to start diving into some like fun facts yeah like oh behind yeah. the scenes well, like, i mean talking about like the curse yeah, of like that's of course I mean, that's what we need to is talk there, about. Is there anything? Is there anything more you want to touch on about the themes of the movie and um, um I mean, and, and or any of the scenes or anything? Not, not so much. I mean, they're really just. I think we pretty much covered it. Everything with faith and everything. Like, uh, like the other thing too is. Oh, one thing I did kind of want to talk about with Father Marin actually before. Oh we yeah, break yeah, into Father that, Marin. We hadn't broken. It's like so, yet. like so, like because I was trying to figure out why like they do like so the intro scene we see like father Marin, who again doesn't show up until the last like maybe like 45 minutes of the movie when they're doing the exorcism right like, yeah he, like, yeah he's we see in him the in the beginning he's in northern iraq and like mm-hmm. and and he's like looking through like ruins and stuff like that and like like i wasn't like at first thinking it i was just like what is this guy doing like like what what why like, i didn't know right. why what we does were it have following to do him. with the story and, stuff? and then yeah, i right. saw that he was a priest and i was like oh this guy's like a priest or whatever but he's looking for something and so what i was like like reading it as is like like it was showing it as sort of like this existence of like some sort of like ancient like ancient evil Right. Because like because the demon that possesses Reagan, like I don't for people that don't know that it's supposedly the demon Pazuzu is who possesses Reagan. And that's like the like idol that uh, 
Marin finds in Iraq, that little like head they pull out of the ruins and that statue he goes to see yep. is supposed to represent Pazuzu. And so like what what I was like sewing is like is sort of like a thing that it ties into is that like we never really find out why Reagan gets possessed. I mean she plays with the Ouija board. Yeah, but like but like besides that, there's like there's no reason why it happens to Reagan and her family, right? Like it just happens out of nowhere randomly. Right, yeah. And I think like that's what like that scene was showing like that that like Marin is in search of this like ancient evil, right? Because like mm-hmm. even when he gets there for the exorcism, the demon recognizes him as like Marin yeah. and calls out for him at one point in the movie. Because he has dealt with him before. Yeah, because they yeah, they at and I think they reference prior, it. Yeah, they say that like he yeah, maybe in, a year this one was in Africa. Prior. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that one was the one that almost killed him, right? But, right. Mm-hmm. But so, but I just, I really like that idea of like, like they're just. And then this one does kill him. It does. He does end up dead. Pazuzu ends we up don't see him up. die though. We you don't know don't, how he died. We don't see him die. We just, and we don't know how Reagan gets room. out of their straps either because they strap her back up and then Damien walks out. Yeah, well, the demon broke through, broke the, through straps. the straps yeah. before. I mean, so that's true. You're right. I'm sure the demon could, or the demon. The demon. <laughs> <laughs> the demon could do it again. No, that's a very so. good point. Yeah, that's true. You're probably right. But no, yeah, like, so I, I really wonder how that happened. But and I mean, Reagan killed Burke. Reagan did we didn't kill see Burke. that either. Yeah. So that, uh, it just, it, it, you know, it's okay to leave it open, though. You don't have to see it. No, yeah, I just I, like that it like because well, that, 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 that that's well the thing that I like about that too is like there's this whole kind of like counter counterbalance. I think I was telling you about it a little bit earlier too. I should mm-hmm. probably mention it here. There's like this whole counterbalance between like Marin and Damien, right? Like like yeah. they're they're both the priests that are performing the exorcism, but they're both like counters to one another. Like like Father Marin. Like, we see him, like, struggling with his, like, physical abilities. Like, he doesn't walk around well. He's taking these pills for um, what looks like some disorder that he has, right? Because mm-hmm. um, he, he keeps shaking and everything. And then um, uh, then also, like, we see Damien, but, but clearly Father Marin has, like, like strong faith, right? Like, he's he's in northern Iraq searching for evil to, to rid the world of right yeah like he's a man of god for sure true and true but then we have damien who the whole movie's been losing his faith but like but we see him doing all these like like we see him like working out you know like boxing and stuff like that and like we see like he's clearly like a kind of like a tough like physically strong guy but he's like faithfully weak right Mm -hmm. and like that's why like they balance each other so well and i think also why like Marin sort of had to die to get Damien to do what he did because because Marin dies and then Damien is like oh man I like what am I gonna do now I can't like I can't, I can't exercise I can't this do girl. this myself yeah because yeah, he's like I don't even have but, my own faith and so that's why he's like yeah. well just take me and then I'll rid myself of this world and yeah. you of it too mm-hmm. and then and it, that's in what ends up happening yeah well because clearly because the demon also makes him feel so guilty about his mom during the exorcism and that's why he walks out the first time and Marin is left alone to die because the demon was saying that like like talking as his mom yeah. saying that she's like you let me die or whatever yeah. you killed me and stuff it's really terrible like, things to hear from me. your mother yeah Demi, please please <laughs> But yeah. uh, we yeah. shouldn't be laughing. It's terrible. No, it's it's no, so it's, tragic. Yeah. 
But uh, but laugh, laughing is a natural response to terror. But yeah, that's just I really like that. Like, cause I, cause I really didn't know what the point of that first like intro scene was. But like watching it back the second time, like yeah. it, it sets the scene as like like it's just like uh, like something evil is out there and they're looking right. for it, but they can't find it and I think they don't know right where on. it's gonna strike next. And it just happened to be the little twelve year old girl in Georgetown, mm-hmm. right? I think um, you're dead on though with that comparison between the two priests. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I think yeah. that's a really, really good comparison. Yeah, but yeah, two. it's 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 good, and I think it's a good like character balance between the two yeah, because absolutely. they're like yeah. both clearly both going through their own like everybody in this movie is going through their own kind of thing. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like that's yeah. involved in the exorcism or, or like outside of it, really. Like, I like, mean, it's all in, within the human condition too. Like, yeah. all de- you know, we all deal with like yes. different things in our everyday lives. But like, right? Like, like this, this, this feels like how can... you would handle an exorcism. Yeah. Like if you thought your kid was possessed, it feels like this is everything you would do. Yeah, too, absolutely. Right? Yeah, you would because because you like. Up front, yes, you would do all the medical things necessary yeah, because you, you don't would feel want like your kid to be possessed. Well, well right? you don't immediately go to the idea of possession. Yeah, like that's that's like the last box that you're probably going to be checking. You're like, right. you're like something clearly wrong, but it's she's got to be sick, right? She's sick. Yeah, something's going on. She's sick. Okay, maybe it's a psyche thing. Maybe it's something affecting in her brain, like some. Something's off in her brain, so then you go into the psychiatric deal with things, and then, like, you know, it just that whole path is the way that you take. You don't immediately go into possession, so. Yeah. I, I, at least I wouldn't think. No. Obviously, you. Well, yeah, like, I wouldn't, there's right? Some, there's some shit that you, you would see, like, if you saw her floating, you'd be like, okay, something's definitely fucked up here, and this isn't, like. This has nothing to do with science. Like, this is something different, but I don't Well, yeah, know. well, like, that's even but, what Reagan was saying, too, right? Because she still went to the doctors, and she was like, well, the bed was moving. I was on the bed, too, and it was moving. It was not my daughter moving the bed. Right. And they were like, no, it's totally her brain. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they are like, just let us put some more needles in her spine. Yeah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and she still went along with it, but it's also because well, because what else are you gonna do? What else? Yeah, right? what else are you gonna do? Because you don't. Because I mean, and especially like probably at that time, you know, the exorcisms weren't like Father Karras was telling her like they they don't happen very often. Like they're very rare. They're ultra rare, and like a lot of priests haven't done exorcisms. And he even tells her like you know just as much about exorcisms as I probably do. Yeah. Because right. I don't know anything. No, yeah. Like, I, we don't, like, and that's it's not even, a big thing. Yeah, so. and that's why he's like, you want to know what I think is the best for your daughter? Six, Six months. Six months yeah. in a hospital with the best help watching her. Yeah. And then, I mean, clearly we figure out that that's so, wrong, but. Another, one, one other thing I want to just touch on real quick before we dive into, like, behind the scenes stuff. The imagery, some of the imagery in this film, dude, is so good. It just sticks out so good. Like the uh, one of my favorite shots in the entire film is towards the end when they're doing the exorcism and fa- and Father Karras and Father um, Marin both uh, fall onto the floor, like up, up, up against the wall as uh, as she's, you know, she's still possessed and in bed and stuff. And then it like she raises up and it's like all that like cloudy smoke and you see Pazuzu yeah, in the background there. And oh, she's yeah. like, you know, kind of on the bed and she's got her hands like 
raised up a little bit yeah, and stuff. And it's like, and it's that like really like really sur- like just it's really surreal, sur- yeah. like surreal shot and the lighting like, and everything. In yeah, it too. it's a really yeah, it's like, really cool. It really sticks out to me, and it's one of my favorite shots in the movie. And um. Yeah, I just yeah. I, that like was that. the other there, one there, I was going to use. There's some for pretty, our... there's some pretty uh, um, wild imagery in the movie though. Like the the sequence, like when Father Karras is having the dream with his mother. Uh, it, oh, and it, it and flashes the, that yeah, quick little the flashes, demon face, the demon yep. and stuff, and like so. There's some pretty interesting imagery in here that uh, that I think really is really effective um, and worth mentioning at least. So. Oh, one hundred percent. Well, definitely. We I mean, really they do they yet, do so. so many crazy things, like like uh like Linda or sorry, uh, Reagan. Well, Linda, yes, but Reagan like floating in the bed. Oh yeah, yeah, and everything or like like I don't know, like like I think they made like some kind of like robot like version of Reagan to do like the flailing around when she was in the bed. Yeah, like, they did saying that some, it's burning. Yeah. Like or like they made some kind of animatronic like because it wasn't really her obviously bodies yeah. can't do that. Well, yeah, the the three sixty they had it. Yeah, well that too. Yeah, but like too. the part where she's like flailing around in the bed like this, saying that it's it's like it's burning like oh, it's yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to kill me uh-huh. and stuff. I think mm-hmm. that that wasn't really Linda Blair, but it was like a like a model like doll yeah, kind uh-huh. of like thing they made so they could whip it around in the bed right. like a demon was whipping it around. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, there's so many like great practical effects. I mean, even in like the the behind the scenes stuff, like there were people were physically harmed from the practical effects of the movie, right? Yeah, they were. Like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot. Of, so behind the scenes, I know we're not gonna have a, a ton of time to talk about everything because there's like there's tons of stuff that go like there's so many. Um, a lot of people think that uh, it was cursed. It was yeah. cursed. Uh, I mean, there's kind of like, good evidence for and, and it too. There, I mean, there is. There's some pretty int- intriguing evidence Depending on what you think, here. but they uh, did have a priest bless the set, and he confirmed them all that there was not possessed. Yes, so. yes. So yeah, but so many things behind the scenes. So like the uh, so just to touch on one that you made me think of the floating sequence. So like yeah, the they use wires to rig her up. One of the grit or uh, was it one of the grips or the cinematographer? Or somebody I I can't I'm not 100 percent sure who it was, but somebody had this like technique from working on um, commercial stuff, and they like rigged her up on these wires because they had to get her to float. They didn't know exactly how to they were going to be able to manage that. Mm-hmm. But this one guy he knew kind of this how to do it from working on the other things that he worked on, and so. They rigged her up with these wires, and then they, like, painted the wires, like, dotted them, though. Yeah. So that, like, it wasn't, like, one solid color, but it was, like, different colors, and it kind of, like, helped make it blend with the lights and shadows. It was, like, this trick that they yeah, could do. Yeah, it was so really they, cool. Like, like, they don't, because they didn't have, like, CGI like they have, mm-hmm. like, nowadays or anything. They weren't able to, like, computer generate, like, things like that or, like, remove, like, tons of things like that. So they had to do everything pretty practical, but... So, like, when you are watching the movie, I know you can kind of, like, if well, you're looking we, yeah, for it, if you're looking for it, you really yeah. have to look for we it to see it. We had to pause and check it but out can, to make sure. You can kind of make it out, but it's very difficult. And, uh, but that being said, it still looks so good and it's so effective. Yeah. And, um... Well, cause like when you're watching like, it from like the wide shot in the room too, and just yeah. watching her pick up, like you can't tell, like you, it no, looks no, like no. she's just floating up in the air, right. like completely. It's insane. Yeah. 
So, um, so there's that. And then another thing that, uh, is really, uh, cool. I really like one of the shots that they did, um, in it when I believe it's the psychiatrist who's over. He's kind of evaluating her when she's in bed and he's in the room with her. Yeah. And, um, he ends up, he falls, he falls down. Yep. He falls backwards and it's a shot where the the camera, yeah, the camera, uh, like follows him down onto the ground, like yeah. kind of like comes with him yes, downwards. That's so they had one. to like rig up the camera in a specific kind of way. And uh, they didn't know like exactly how to do that. So they were like trying to figure it out. And I guess like one of the grips or a couple of the grips, like were able to like manage to like rig up this like really? interesting that's like, cool thing to the guy, but they had to like hold the, hold it the whole time and like tilt it over when the guy fell backwards and everything. Wow. So they had to like do this whole thing, but no, that was a, another interesting thing I learned. Cause I, I really liked that shot in the movie. So it it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. No, it is a really cool like, oh, shot. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Definitely. Cause I was curious just to know how they, how they got that shot when, uh, dude, well, I think I agree, but I think uh, like some of the greatest parts about the behind the scenes, we should talk about this curse, man. Yeah, well, okay, for, I mean, right, and yeah, like, and even it. just controversy around the film. So yeah, like, for sure, like, there's a lot so, of controversy. Like a lot when of... it when it first came out, <laughs> when the film first came out, it like first of all, it was extensively banned from the UK. UK, yeah. Like they were just like, nope, we're not showing this movie anywhere. Too demonic. Super, it's like too too scary, too demonic, and then um. Like, even when it did come out, when it was showing in the States, I was like, I couldn't, I didn't, I mean, I don't know if it was true. It was reported that it was, and I'm sure it did because of everything that was going on with the movie. Like, you would go to the movies, they would give you a barf bag if you were going to see The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. There were, like, countless reports, and including one famous one of people fainting during the movie, and one person fainted yep fainted during the uh the like i i don't know i don't remember what that procedure is called oh um, the procedure with the needle with the needle yeah, yeah when they like the poker in the neck and the yeah. blood spews out but but someone was watching that um and they said that because of everything that was happening in the movie there was subliminal messaging that told them to faint and they fainted and broke their jaw on the chair in front of them and <laughs> they sued warner brothers and yeah, got and money won, for it they won, won yeah, yeah. They did win that suit, but like, there's just like that's just like the controversy around the film of people like well, fainting. Just, yeah, for, for its time, 1973. Also, like, this is one of like if adjusted for inflation, it's still one of the highest or I think maybe it, it, I think the it is highest, highest uh, grossing Warner Brothers yeah. film at least for sure. No, R rated horror, oh, like R rated film. I think oh, really? in general, even over like Deadpool and wow. things like that. Yeah, if, that's if, awesome. If, if adjusted for inflation, that's so. incredible. I think I feel like I did hear It'd that be too. over a billion dollars. I wrote down. Yeah, sure. I yeah. wrote down. Yep, here it is. When adjusted for inflation, for <laughs> inflation. <laughs> when in, when adjusted for inflation, <laughs> the total earnings would be one point seven nine four billion dollars in earnings Sheesh. for the exorcist what a yeah. movie what a film so, huh? so it did definitely like it electrified uh it oh, made I mean, waves so good uh, for yeah. its time and like people came out to see this movie and people had reactions to this movie yeah. strong reactions there's the experience and, right and this was it was nominated for 10 academy awards yep 
Um, did not including best including picture. best picture. Didn't, I, I think it was the first horror movie included for the first. It was the first horror movie included. Yeah, for nominated, best, for, nominated best for best picture. picture it yeah. didn't. I don't think it won though. Correct. Uh no, it did not yeah. win. Um, seventy three. What? Um, I don't. I, I, I would be surprised. I didn't, I didn't look, I didn't look up what won yeah. in seventy three. <laughs> I, I would be surprised. Honestly, I would probably recognize what it is if I were to look it up, but I oh yeah, I'm not. I don't know. But just knowing off, off the top, top of your head. head, yeah, no way. Um, but yeah, so more uh, behind the scenes facts like the uh, the Exorcist curse, man, the, the curse well, the, of the well, film, the, the curse of the film. So like, okay, let's talk about these deaths of these people. So, um, I mean, could just be coincidental, uh, but. You would think. At the same time, it is just interesting timing mm-hmm. for, for everything. There were nine deaths surrounding the film. Mm-hmm. Um, two of the deaths were two of the actors in the film. Whose who characters both died, both died in the film in as the film. well. Yeah. And the both both actors died before the movie came out and before it was going before it went to screen yep. for everyone too. Mm-hmm. So spooky. Yeah, Burke. Spooky. Burke died. Burke, he's one of them. Berg, well, Berg, Berg's the character. Um, the the actor who played Burke is uh Jack McGowan. Yeah, right. Or Gowrin, sorry, Jack McGowrin played Burke Dennings. He is one of the characters. Uh, he died in the movie and also died in real life. Influenza it came out. Right? Influenza yep, it was an influenza related death. Mm-hmm. And then um, the other actress um who played Damien Karras's mother. Her name is if I pronounced it wrong i apologize but it's vasilki maliaros she just died. she died of natural causes right um but this was actually her first time appearing on screen though in this movie mm. unfortunately but uh but yeah so wow. she she and and jack were both the two stars that died in the movie and also died before the film came out mm-hmm. but then on top of that there was um it was i believe it was linda blair and um, uh, someone else, one of the other crew cast members, had family members die while they were filming the mm-hmm. movie. Yep. Um, and then there was I don't I don't have the names of the two, but there was also like a set technician and like a lighting technician that also passed away. Yeah. During the filming of this movie yeah. about an exorcism. Yeah, man, it was that's pretty insane. It's just it's it's, co- it's coinc- because like. Yeah, I I mean you don't hear about it often where that many people connect it to a movie pass away within that amount of time. Yeah, Um, but it's just it's just an interesting coincidence. Begs the question, especially just knowing like what the Exorcist is Mm -hmm. and that they had the priest bless the set and and the fire. Yes, I was just gonna say before they even started production, down they they had. Everything ready to go, and uh, it wasn't. They weren't. They hadn't started production yet, but they had to delay it. I think a little bit because of the fire. Yep. And the fire burnt the whole place down except for Reagan's the room. bedroom. The yeah. bedroom where the possessed person where the was possession the whole time. took place, and where the exorcism took place. And that's just and like, they and that's rare. Actually, I, I was yeah. reading up on that, and they were saying like it's pretty miraculous that that room was like well, yeah, unscathed. well, because they they said that they they couldn't find any sort of like uh, there was no sign of an arson attempt, there was no sign of electrical failure anywhere. Yeah. Like this, the, they said seemingly the fire came out of nowhere. They right. don't know what caused the fire. Yeah. So, I mean, 
I think it was cursed, dude. It's, I think it's inter- It's just interesting. It, it is. I mean, that's a lot of coincidences. It is. It's it just, is a maybe lot it's of... a little more exciting for me if it was, but I don't want that stuff to really be out there right. either, right? So, right, right. Because it's nice because it's in a movie, and then you know that it's fake. You right. know what the I mean? The movie itself is fake, but based yeah. on that real kind well, of you're right. It's based you, on a real event from the 40s. You know, which you could know. be a, it could have been dramatic event and faked or Who, whatever uh, we have no know. way to know yeah there's um, no way to you never know. know and then there's plenty of other counts of exorcisms and whatnot since then and yeah so we're yeah. not talking about that here today though um the possibility of them being real you know you never know yeah, I mean, I'm not going to deny, well, deny I am the not fact the one that to could, answer uh, that yeah, question. Yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, I don't know. If they are, leave me alone, demons. Thank yes, you. Thank, <laughs> thank you very much. I'll keep my brain to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, uh, another... So, Chris, the whole deal with her, uh, uh, Ellen Burstein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, uh, phenomenal in the role. Love her as Chris. Uh, she's a wonderful actress. Everybody was really great in this movie but there's oh, yeah. a scene um there's a scene in it when she falls uh back it's when is when reagan's attacking uh, when reagan's like attacking the doctors the, no, when I, the, I think it's the crucifix scene you're right it? it is the crucifix, the crucifix scene, scene. when yeah. she's stabbing because she pushes her yeah. back yeah which or when she's met masturbating yeah. with it whatever <laughs> when she is it. doing whatever you want to call and, it with um, that cross dude yeah and, yeah and it shows yeah. her mom's face down there and then she pushes pushes her back and she falls and when she falls back there's a the shot that they use in the movie is she fractures her spine uh and she fractured her spine in real life yeah and um they use that shot in the movie because it shows like you know the the Terror, basically, well, yeah, because she really got how, hurt, like, right? And it, how well, hurt she is, yeah. Well, because because the of the pain. way they had the harness set up on her, yeah, and, and, and with the stun man, and she yep. she knew that it was going to happen. And like, this is another like, I know there's a lot of controversy, I guess, kind of surrounding their director Friedkin. <laughs> the dude's, hey um, man, but uh, he got it done. But yeah, he, I mean, he did do some stuff. He did yeah. do some. He did stuff mess with that these would people. not be like okay anymore okay and yeah. yeah not okay but uh he so i guess in that he wanted he wanted it to be the way that he wanted it to be with that scene and uh she she felt like she was gonna get hurt and she kept telling him like mm-hmm. no like this is something's wrong like i can't do it like that like I, it's got to be less or yeah. whatever the case um so can't, you, you can't, fix you, can't this. you can't yeah. jerk me that hard i think what is what it was and uh and she, and so like he was like okay okay and she like turned around and he like signaled to the stunt man or something <laughs> and was like no nah, yeah, he's keep, like, like keep doing yeah it the don't same. don't like, listen to her just yeah. leave it let her think that and it's like dude that's kind of fucked yeah up. permanent spine damage so yeah bam <laughs> fractured spine on the next take right that's insane uh, that would suck but I mean but the scream is so real there right like that's why it's so great yeah I mean such, it is but it's not the way to do it necessarily no, I agree but yeah. uh I mean there, there were other things that he did on set that weren't the way to do it so um <laughs> like the gun we, we mentioned yeah, the, right, gun the gun earlier. yeah that's true right. um <laughs> but that being said he still did you know make a really really great movie here doesn't excuse him from these these things that he did on set at all though uh just make that clear yeah, don't um, don't haze your actors, director. <laughs> right, it's not okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But anyways, yeah. Uh, what are some other? Um, I really, I mean, one there, there, one there thing was, that I would like to say too. I mean, kind of, we're just kind of going off of the director thing. As much as this movie is great, there was like I do want to uh, point out, like give give shout out to uh, like the the actress who did the voiceover for Reagan's demonic voice, right? Like the demon voice. Her name, I found it here. Her name was Mercedes McCambridge. Yes, Mercedes. Who's like like the reason I want to shout it out is just because of what she did to make the voice so like first of all she broke her sobriety and started drinking whiskey to make her voice sound harsh she smoked mm -hmm. multiple packs of cigarettes before like before she would do her takes so she'd just be like smoking before doing the takes and then she also would swallow just raw eggs to try and make herself puke yeah if she vomited to, yeah to yeah. make her voice just sound Ra like, like raspy. so raspy yeah. and harsh as, as like terrible as she could uh-huh and like and the reason i want to say it is because they almost didn't credit her they didn't credit her upon an original release and i mean she ended up suing warner brothers and she did get credit put in the movie yeah. later on which is good it's she very did. well deserved all right one thing but, that yeah mercedes mccambridge did a great job with the voiceover and i just wanted to point out her like her talents with it and everything oh absolutely right? yeah yeah for sure just the really good work she yeah, did she and did. what she did to her voice to get it done dude too. yeah she did some pretty yeah. pretty wild stuff with her voice in it so 100 percent glad you pointed that out one thing that i wanted to touch on that you were saying earlier so like how like audiences were so frightened from the movie like when it first came out when it was first released how they were like fainting and all that sort of yeah. stuff well there were like also like reports of people experiencing like visions and stuff from like having seen the movie oh, really? and, and women having miscarriages oh dude i did hear that i did hear the miscarriage yeah. i heard that like once in like a little sentence but yeah what? It, i was just like wait how? what how 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 right. does that I don't even understand. is it is it was it out of fear? Like, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. Well, like, and how means, many, how many reports of miscarriages were? Yeah. Like, right. Were like, 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 I feel like that a, couldn't have been, I don't know. I feel like that was like an excuse. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's <laughs> an interesting uh, tidbit though. Uh, but I mean, at the same time, people like to like dramatize things like that. Right. Yeah, Cause yeah. like everyone else is freaking out about it. You know what I mean? So but yeah, there were there's so much crazy stuff happening when this movie come on, and it makes me, it just makes me wish that we had a movie come out today that was like that. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. have a movie come out today where like they're like giving you a barf bag just in case they think you're gonna vomit when you're seeing the movie or something. Like maybe not that necessarily, but just like a movie that really just like freaks everybody out. And just like like we said, like Hereditary kind of did that too a little bit before in the past, but reportedly only one woman reported having a miscarriage. Only one woman reported yeah. having from the movie. Yeah. Does it no, say... no, no, not from like she wasn't in the movie. No, she like was, while watching from, the movie. while watching the yeah. movie in the theater. So she had the miscarriage yeah. in the theater while watching the movie. Right, reportedly. Wow. Okay, a couple other quick things just um, before we wrap it up couple other like quick behind the scenes things so linda blair uh apparently hired uh bodyguards to protect her yeah uh for like six months after the film was released yeah well she was getting um, death threats and yeah stuff. she was yeah. receiving hate mail and stuff mm -hmm. from a bunch of people uh just because they had seen the movie and, and like, yeah and they how thought she, she was, was a demon like, yeah 
dude, come on. It's a movie, man. Like, it's I insane. Think you're scared of it, but dude. Also, another thing, uh, just to like the cast and crew and like Linda Blair, they all see this movie as not really, they, they hate it when people categorize it as a horror film. Yeah. So, uh, just kind of like preface that they, they like, so I guess, I guess this isn't technically a horror film. So if you think this is a horror film, it's not really, it's more a psychological thriller or a, like a theological thriller, I think is how uh, Lyndon Blair, oh, yeah. Linda Blair put the it. Theology is like the yeah. study of religion right. and right. God and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. So, so, so a theological thriller or, uh, I mean, honestly, I do feel like it's a psychological thriller as well. So I like do too. theological, well, yeah. psychological, well, just like what we said and, earlier, I um, think drama. It, it does a lot with like, like the human condition and like, yeah, like absolutely. how would, yeah. how would humans handle this situation? Mm-hmm. Like, what would you do in their shoes? Right. Yeah. And I think it's a really good way of showing it. It shows it really well, at least. That's everything that I would do if I thought my kid was possessed, like we said earlier, too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'd say it's more that, like a psychological kind of thriller almost. But yeah, for still sure. really scary. Still, yeah, still it's <laughs> scary in its own way. That's why, like, when people do say, it, like, it is horrifying. It's, it's horrifying. That's why it can be categorized as a horror, but they don't see it as a horror, so there's that. Yeah, it, well, it's, um, it, that is interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the projectile vomit. That uh, was spat out towards Father Karras's, uh or towards Father Karras and onto his face. Yep. Was originally just supposed to hit him in the stomach yep. or in the it's chest. It's supposed to go on his chest. Yeah. Uh, in the chest. And uh, and my my theory is that Friedkin told him mm-hmm. to raise it up a little just bit. Just like he did I, with I, uh, good I old Ellen in his face. <laughs> just don't tell him. <laughs> so, I, I think he hit it right on the nail there. I, yeah, yeah. yeah I, that's what I'm guessing, but I don't know. Like walks over to the little uh, pipe right before he I know he was pissed. I know he was pissed that it happened to him. Well, because it he definitely was... went in his mouth. That was oh, like yeah. soup, and and who knows how long that soup had been right, sitting yeah, there. No good. Like so, yeah, no good, no fun. Um, but <laughs> and it's pea soup too. But thankfully, like, they ugh. they got it in one take, and yep, it was done, and they used the take, and that was it. So, mm-hmm. um. So there's that the uh, uh, apparently so Friedkin slapped the priest because one of the priests that was in the movie. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the priest at the end. Set. Father yeah. uh, Dias. Yes. Dias, yeah. I believe what is his name. Yep. Yeah. He was a real priest yeah. in real life. Yeah, exactly. And apparently Friedkin slapped him. Yeah. Well, because they I think I did They're, hear this. This was when they were doing that last take there. And he didn't like the way he was reacting to the yeah, shot. So he wanted to get a more natural, yeah, like reaction. And he's out like, of him. "Listen, so do you trust me?" Yeah, <laughs> and just smacks him, bam, slap. and then just action before he can do anything uh-huh. about it. True director, man. Damn, that's, that's true director a, style. That's a hands-on director right there, right? I mean, on top of the guns, uh-huh. the, the <laughs> hands-on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, All right, I'm done with these. <laughs> These yeah, jokes. With that joke, yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> um Jack Nils- Nicholson was wanted to play the role for Father Karras. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, that would have been fun. But then they yeah. they I guess I don't know if it was scheduled I think it was scheduling conflicts or something, so they ended up going a different route. Or no, no, I think no, it was not scheduled. It was um sorry. It was Jack Nicholson 
uh, didn't feel like he was a priest. Oh, okay. So they didn't think that he could really pull off being a priest because he was more of like an edgy guy. Yeah. No, that makes um, sense. Yeah. I don't really see Jack Nichols as a yeah. priest. So, so they, they went a different route with it. And I think, you know, I think that um, James or Jason, um, what's it, Jason Miller? Yep. Uh, pl- played it greatly so i think i think it was a wonderful decision either no i thought jason miller as, anyway. as damien was incredible i really like damien yeah. in this movie i like his character a lot oh he's he's a really good character yeah. he's mm-hmm. probably really well honestly, done really well he's, written too he's yeah my favorite character in the movie yeah for sure. mine too he's definitely. definitely he's up there as like he's a really like he's one of the best probably yeah i agree of, yeah he's a movies. yeah i really like his yeah i really like um, his character and his arc and everything is yeah really, he's really exactly really good because like because um, like his story kind of burns with the possession right like it's like every time because it's like like this is one thing I, I didn't really say it. i'll say it really quick though but like the like while the possession's happening like we slowly see these things happen to reagan but at the same time we're watching everything happen to Damien too right and it's mm-hmm. just like that's why I love it is because he's so like kind of like it's like he's involved with the exorcism but not really indirectly you know what I mean it's it's just really good it's right really great yeah so Marlon Brando was wanted for the priest originally but Friedkin did not want him to be the priest and I think freaking did not want him to be the priest because Marlon Brando was such like a marquee, like house name, household name. Like yeah. everyone, he was so famous at the time. Yep. And he wanted somebody less famous, less recognizable um, for the priest. Yeah, that's fair. I would say. Um, so they went the other route and they aged up. Um, Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Who was only forty four at the time of filming, but yeah. yeah, they aged him up with prosthetics, like a mm-hmm. four hour long latex yeah. process. Yeah, dude, a long process, yeah. longer than what Reagan. I know, and Reagan was. got a TV, <laughs> or, or Linda Blair. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, right. Yeah, she got a TV. Um, so, but she was only twelve years old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then. Um, the room that they fil- filmed in uh, when it was freezing cold, they did m- actually make the room. They had to oh, practically right. do it, so they had to make it and colder. I think it was like 20 below zero or something they well, said. Well, yeah, because like Friedkin 20 below wanted zero to be and... able to see their breath because yeah. they really wanted people to know that it was a freezing cold room. Exactly. And so he really wanted pe- to see people's breath. And um, when they were filming, the lights were so hot that they were, could only film, like, segments in, like, three minutes at a time or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was really, like, short that they, they didn't have a lot of time to do stuff when they were... Um, and then they'd have to wait for the room to get colder again. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, so, just only having three minutes to film, like, a scene. Oh, like, dude, that's just like, all right, the lights are on, hurry up! Yeah, that's, in, that's incredible, <laughs> but... But also, they also, I think, right, didn't they, they were able to produce a layer of snow in the bedroom, too, because yeah, of that, uh-huh. right? There yeah, was that so, is, like, that humid is I, during that is what I came it, the humidity in one day, it caused, like, it was so cold in there, because they just let it stay that cold overnight when they weren't shooting, too. Yeah. But but then when they got there the next day to suit, it was just snow on the floor in the bedroom, like mm-hmm. a thin layer of snow. 
this would just be like so like i i don't know man like just i couldn't imagine working on this set like it's weird enough to make a horror movie but then make a horror movie where so many things go wrong oh dude while you're filming it and so many people die i would just be like what the hell what a crazy time i agree but what an amazing film amazing um Honestly, one of the best. It is. It's up there. It's, it's really it's good. Really, really yeah, good. it was really. It was a really enjoyable film. I even think after like I watched it, I texted you and I was like, "Dude, I think horror movies are becoming my favorite movies now because these like the thing and then this." Yeah, like, dude. Some of great. them, they're, they're just made so well. Yeah. Um, some of them are just like, and especially like because they eat at your psyche. Yeah. You know, the good ones that I, I feel like the good ones, they really get psychological about well, it and they, they and they speak on the human condition yeah, exactly. and they speak on these types of things. And it though I think that those are the type of themes and elements that are really good in horror films. Yeah. And um I think that horror is the way to tell these stories, like these traumatic experiences. Yeah. Like because these traumatic they, they are horrifying when you're going through them. In a personal journey, you know, mm-hmm. so so seeing witnessing that in a horror film feels natural because it's so horrifying to you in real life. Yeah. So um, so I think that's why those two things work so well together. Um, but yeah, uh, the last thing I want to bring up is Pazuzu. Yes, Pazuzu, the the not so demonic demon, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, apparently Pazuzu's not really. He's like a protector from, yeah. of demons well he or yeah. not not protector of demons but a protector from demons essentially. yeah he's like from from what i heard him described as i love this quote he was described as the john wick of of demons like yes. he's like he's the demon that like like he's not really mean or evil unless you do anything to spite him but then when you spite him he's pretty fucking mean or whatever right mm-hmm. like that's what i imagine him as but from from what I understand, yeah, he's not really a very like like evil being. Like from what they were saying, he doesn't really possess or stuff like that. Correct. Right. Yeah. And uh, but yeah. Quick Paz- question, Pazuzu. Yeah. Was Reagan possessed by the devil himself, though? I don't think so. I think it's Pazuzu. But doesn't she? Doesn't she says I am the devil? That, yeah. But is it the? Is it? Pazuzu saying that and fucking with them or is Pazuzu just there the whole time as the protector I mean like when she says that she's the devil at that one point it it seems like at that point there's like multiple voices reaching out of her and so I don't know if it's maybe so much as she's she's probably possessed by Pazuzu but also at that point she's just so far gone that like like hell is just inside of her because she's been possessed by whatever for however long i mean yeah because by that point like her face is so fucked up and like she's like barely breathing like she's breathing like so hoarsely and yeah. like and just like laying like this in the bed right like, she's just, so skinny like reagan like, pretty much looks like, dead like, yeah. yeah and it's just like the demon is her what's keeping like the body alive right and, yeah yeah so yeah i i mean yeah i i don't yeah but I also, I don't really, I didn't research it, Pazuzu enough to know much about Pazuzu himself. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't want to look up a demon. Yeah, I well, know. I was doing other research on it. At the time, yeah. Just like trying to, yeah, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, Pazuzu. So yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe Pazuzu, maybe it was Pazuzu the whole time. Maybe it was, because I, I know that she says that the devil's 
it's the devil that she's possessed by the devil. So like maybe it was the devil, but is Pazuzu protecting her from the devil? But I don't know. I feel like it was probably so. Pazuzu. Yeah. But the I idea just... that pa- I, I think that it was Pazuzu, but the idea that Pazuzu is like a good demon. Yeah. Essentially. It's weird to say that there's a good demon. Right. It's weird. Demons, like what is what makes a good demon? Yeah, what is they're like good, the like, redheaded stepchild. It's of like demons. it makes me think of like the Sour Patch Kids commercials, where like they they do something really really mean to you, but then they give you something sweet after they do it, right? Like yeah, <laughs> so the demon like crashes your car, but then gives you like a muffin, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Like sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry about that, but it's just what mm. I do, you know. <laughs> I'm a demon. <laughs> that's not, I don't know. that's a good idea for a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, any final thoughts on it? I my final thoughts are that I'm a, like totally gonna be watching this movie every year for Halloween. Like from now on, it's a great spooky movie. Like I'm upset I hadn't seen it before then. I'm glad I've seen it now. I'm and glad you've seen it now. It's too. definitely one of my favorites. Probably my favorite horror movie for sure. Maybe next to Hereditary because you know I love that movie. Mm-hmm. But but no, it's it's really good. And I just like it. Like it was one of those films that like really made like it made my jaw drop at points. Just like not because. Like, because I was, like, shocked, almost, of, like, what I was seeing on the screen. Yeah. And it just blew my mind because it's from a movie from the 70s still, and I still haven't seen anything like it on the screen yet, right? So, I just, I think it's a great movie, and if you've made it through this podcast without watching it, I'm sorry we spoiled it, but not sorry. Go watch the movie. Yep. But that's how that, I feel, yeah. Those are my final thoughts, yeah. That's cool, it. dude. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel the same way, like. I'm glad that you finally watched it, yeah, <laughs> and and that you got to experience it now, and and uh, I expected you to like it as much as you did. I got to be honest about it. Thank you. I yeah. really did. You I know expected, me well. I expected yeah. you to love it, <laughs> and um, but for me, yeah, I I I love this movie. I have basically since I saw it when I was younger and terrified from it and kind of scarred in that way from a couple scenes and just. Uh, my experience with it. Oh but, yeah. Um, I for sure like <laughs> like when I when when I saw the scene with the the cross and like the, the let Jesus fuck you thing. Yeah. Like like I for sure I was like yep I think a part of me just died. I think I felt <laughs> that little tiny piece just like I didn't need to see that. Like I was just so I was like this twelve year old girl said what? Yeah I man. Like just so blown away, but. Yeah, no, dude, yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a phenomenal movie and it um, sticks with you. Yeah. It really does stick with you, and it was a lot of fun to do here for the podcast. Yeah, and a great it, way it, to honestly, rein in Spooktober too. Oh, for sure, yeah, and and honestly, there's so much more that could be discussed with it, and we could have went so much deeper with some of the things than we did. It's just we we don't have we're, we're not going to talk about it for hours and hours and hours I know, as we much as we want so to long, but, but if you want to talk about us with it some more yes we have social media we do <laughs> and um so if you if you think we missed anything or if uh if you have theories of your own or if you think that we are uh, our, some of our theories are crazy. If you think we're stupid, yeah. let us know. Yeah. Tell me know. I'm we stupid. Know. I'll argue with you. I'd yeah. love to. And or or not. Maybe we'll realize, <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, we are Maybe stupid. Maybe we'll agree. Yeah, uh, we're, yeah. we're open-minded. We're pretty, we're pretty open-minded yeah. people, so we could 
we could definitely uh, have fun with that. <laughs> so if you if you want to check us out, we are on social media. We're on. Tell them what we're on, Brennan. Oh man, Give them the we're plugs. on Facebook and Instagram now at the Midnight Reel. We are on TikTok at the Midnight Reel. Oh my gosh, we're on Twitter at Midnight underscore Reel uh, because we couldn't get the full one there. But I, that's that's everywhere we are for now, at least. We got some other stuff coming uh, down the pipe there, but stay tuned for that, guys. But yeah. at least for now, yeah, follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. Like us, follow us, support us. We love you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. It's uh, We love doing this, so we appreciate all you guys. Yes. And uh, until next time, we'll yeah. see you next time. See you next time. This has been the Midnight Reel. The Midnight Reel. Enjoy your Spooktober. We'll see you again in Spooktober. Woo!